What's up, y'all? Respect the chat podcast back in the building, episode 94. We all up in here. Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Frankie's here. What's up? And uh, we got a bunch of things thrown in there this week. Like I said, not a lot of sports going down live besides the UFC. God bless the UFC, which I got some of that on tap today. But I got a lot of other stuff. And then we'll also talk about our, um, what are we calling them? Football rankings? Per position? Yeah, we could do that. Leading okay. into 2020 season. Okay. We can. Last week we did the quarterbacks, right? So we take each division. We ranked the quarterbacks last week. We told you who we liked go- going into the season, going yeah. into the 2020 season, and um, and where we ranked them. So Rich set us up with a new one for this week. Um, goes through all the AFC teams, goes through all the NFC teams. So we'll start there for this episode, and um, then we'll go on from there. So the first topic is the AFC East, which is the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. So the last week did we go through who the choices were? and then yeah. All right, yep. so we got um, Devin Singletary for the Bills and TJ Yeldon. So Rich put both of the guys who were in the backfield. Um, so that I feel like you got to do that now. Definitely. The Dolphins, Jordan Howard and Kelvin Bar. Balage, Balage, yeah. Um, Sony Michelle and James White for the Patriots, and Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore for the Jets. So, Frank, you want to lead this one? AFC East. Where do you got the running back tandems ranked going into 2020 season? I'm gonna go. Oh, what's going on? With my mic here. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay, I'm gonna go Patriots. Okay. Then the Jets. Then the Dolphins. No, no, no. Then the Bills. Then the Dolphins. Patriots, Jets, Bills, Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. And we, listen, we could throw in a little bit here because we got a scramble of an episode. We could debate this a yeah, little bit. we could, definitely. Last year we debated a little. I mean, last week we debated a little bit, but we could debate a little bit more. That's what the Respect the Chat does. RDC debates one another. So, I mean, I, you had the Patriots one. I, I don't I, yeah. think, I think they might be the worst. Just really? because you don't know what's gonna, you don't know what the Patriots. We're not, look we're not like. ranking the team though. We're I ranking the backfield. The backfield, but the backfield produces from what the rest of the team does. You kind of have. I mean, to if take you want to rank the teams as a whole, I'm just basing it off of individuals. The reason why I agree with Frankie and I have him one is because I think that the the load of the offense is going to be on the run game. You got a new quarterback in there. You got a guy learning. You know, basically a new system, being the guy who's running the show, not great receivers. What's the best thing to do in that situation? Run the rock. Both And, and the Patriots like using the two-back system. Sony Michelle and James White, to me, are number one in that. See, I think I'm looking at it different okay. than the both of you. Because are you basing it off of, like, who's going to have the best numbers this year? Because yeah, I'm yeah, just going yeah. by, like, who I think are the best people like the best players no no you know we should base it off of who we think is gonna be the best you know best performing duo okay i mean i, I the order is still pretty much the same to okay me, then i might have like uh yeah i i i get i still give it the same because sony michelle and james white are such a big part of that offense yeah. even last year mm-hmm. you know that it's not going to change so drastically they want to get it to them by passing it running it really everything goes through agreed. the backfield over there agree that's not going to be changing because Tom Brady's not there. I agree. I think it's going to happen more. So we could look at it from a multi-step process, but explain where you're coming from. I think that's what the listeners want to hear of why. Do you, I, so Frankie did his. Do you agree? So I, I also had the Patriots one, but I'll wait on mine. Um, what do you got? I guess, I guess so when we, when, when we break it down like that. I know I just previously said right before that I think they might be the worst. Mm-hmm. But now that you guys say it like that, I mean – Belichick's going to try to get to the ball. And what, what better way to take pressure off a young quarterback than to dump it off to James White or oh, Sony yeah. Michelle, you know? So I see where you guys come from. So, yeah, I'm going to change it completely what I said. I'm going to go Patriots one. Okay, we all agree on that. What do you got, two? I think the sleep. I, I like Jordan Howard and this kid, Kellen Bullich or whatever his name is. Kaden Bellage. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, he played well last year when yeah. they got rid of Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. He was the main guy. Um, I just think the Dolphins. I, I think the Dolphins are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Okay. That coach got, them, got that team to play last year with barely anyone. Mm-hmm. I think they rebuilt good this, this offseason. They got a lot of players. So I, I, th- I think, I think they'll, I'm going Dolphins, number two. Okay. Well, you got three. I'll probably go to Jets and then the Bills. Okay. See, I got the Patriots one for the reasons that we said. 
I got the I got the Bills too. I like Singletary a lot, and T.J. Yeldon is a proven guy. The Bills like to run the rock. They like to smash the ball. I know now they got um, Diggs over there uh, as another receiver to help out my boy J.B. John Brown, and they got um, Cole Beasley as well, other receivers. But I think these two guys, just like Sonny Michelle and James, can run the ball and they can catch the ball out of the backfield, and they're going to be utilized a lot. They're going to have a really good season. I really believe that. Three, I got Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. Now, Le'Veon Bell, I would have Le'Veon Bell by himself and the Jets by themselves (laughs) as one, but they don't use him the right way. And I still don't think they're going to use him the right way. And I still don't think they have the right offensive line for his run game. His run game is unique to cut back lanes, to, you know, patience. And if if he doesn't have a, a coach who's, committed to that and a line who says okay this is what we're going to do um and and i believe maybe the shortened season you know or, or preseason is going to hurt that a little bit i got frank gore and Le'Veon bell at three i would love to have them at one because i think they're such proven dynamic awesome backs and i think frank gore as a compliment to bell is going to be amazing i just don't think they get the touches that they need to get and and just to tap in on that too, mm. you know I think the, a lot of defenses are going to make Sam Darnold be the one to beat them. Yeah. So they're going to stop the run first mm-hmm. and be like, "It's on you, Sam Darnold." Yeah. So, I, you know, I I agree. Like we don't know what's going to happen with those two, but they, if in any situation they were in a and you know Le'Veon Bell would, from when he was when he was with the Steelers. Oh, they be one. Yeah. Frank Gore, what he's been able to do. I mean, he's yeah. old now. I mean, how old is he? 30. I think he's like 36 or so, 37. But he's a great he's complimentary a back, man. Yeah, great. still a tank. And then I got the Dolphins last with Jordan Howard, which I I know a couple of years ago he was up there in the rushing, you know, um, race or so. And Kalen Balaj is solid. But I don't think those guys are the answer. One for Miami, because I think Miami should be playing a lot with, with, with backs more like Sony Michelle and James White. Or like 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 the 49ers play. But Jordan with. Howard could catch out of the backfield. He could, but the he's, a, the, he's the, a big old lump of a back man. He's more of a hand the ball off on the goal line, score, chop down some yards in the fourth quarter or so. And Balash is okay. I just don't think that that's what they need. And when you put him in the rank with these other guys, they just go to four for me. Okay. AFC North, the Ravens, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. The Bengals, Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. The Browns with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and the Steels with James Conner and Jalen Samuel. Rich, I'll let you jump this off. What you got first, second, third, and fourth? The obvious one is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, number one. Wow. Yeah. That's the best in the NFL, no? How, I mean, how could you argue that? I will argue it. Because <laughs> oh, I, I, I say the Ravens are the first one. But Well, they're missing a running back on that list. <laughs> all right. They all should slash Lamar Jackson. But okay, go ahead. So okay, you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt one, and your reason for that is, I mean, Kareem Hunt a year ago or two years ago was one of the best running backs in the league. Okay, two years ago, Nick well, Chubb Kareem is top Hunt's, five. Nick Chubb is the top five running back. Okay, and if if Baker is struggling a little bit, they could rely on these. They could hand these ball the ball off to mm-hmm. one of these guys back and forth and just go all the way down the field and score. And Stavansky if I pronounce that right, who came over from Minnesota, is something like that. Is He likes to run the rock. He proved that with Delvin Cook in Minnesota because he was offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Each one of these guys could average 100 yards a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they were on their own team. Oh, yeah. And they're together. I mean, that's a dynamic duo. Yes. Yes. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're one, and Frank, you're agreeing with that at one. Okay. See, I have the Ravens one of Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, but we can go with your list first, Rich. Go ahead. Browns one. And then I have the Ravens just because they're a run-heavy offense. Okay. So, you know, those guys are going to be getting a rock. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go to the Bengals. Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, and I'm going to go James Conner, Jalen Samuel. Less. Just because I don't think James Conner can stay healthy. Okay. I got Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, one, because they have proven to me, the Ravens, that that's what they want to do all game long to use, run the ball, including with the quarterback. Mark Ingram had a fabulous year last year. He was absolutely awesome, and now he's running down the field. He's breaking runs for even longer, and once you get that guy in the secondary, he's running people over. J.K. Dobbins is the exact same back as Mark Ingram. So now when you got a guy who's a little tired and you throw in the next guy, and J.K. Dobbins, I believe, has more speed than Mark Ingram does 
they're going to be dangerous in the backfield. I really, really agree on that. I got the Browns, too. And I think they're right there with the Ravens. The only thing that throws me off a little bit is I think Nick Chubb needs to be the premier back. And Kareem Hunt should be maybe a premier back for somebody else. I don't think those two guys are backups. And I don't think that offense is a complementary two-back system. I think their Nick Chubb should have the rock one do, through three, one through four downs. Do we? Do we? But do we really know what the Browns' offense is? They well, tried. Well, to, we they, don't they, know they now. They tried to throw the ball di- last year right. with, with with Baker. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now they now they have this new offensive coordinator, coach, mm-hmm. whatever he is. That you know, you said he was he, the offensive he, coordinator he loves with the Minnesota run. Vikings, and now he's the head coach of the okay. Browns. Yeah. So he he loves to run the rock. Mm. It, also, if they're smart, they're which. If they're smart, <laughs> is a big if. Mm. If they're smart, they're not going to do it like that. They're not going to do like Nick Chubb, your down, your downs one through two, mm-hmm. and then Kareem Hunt year three. They're going to do it like Nick Chubb until he needs a rest, and then Kareem Hunt until he needs a rest, and you just keep rotating okay. him in and out. Now from your you, mouth to that, God's ears, that's the is, way to do it. Is the way to do it. Yeah, because they're fresh. Right. Now you got a fresh mm. star running back. All game long. Yeah. Imagine and I agree the with defense you. on the other side of the ball looking over and there's Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb split in the backfield. Yeah. Well, that, that, Not knowing who the ball is going to go to. Yeah, that's another thing that they should utilize more. And that's why I think the, the Ravens and the Browns, it's like a two, it's like a one and one A. So that was a little hard for me to break this down. Um, I got the Steelers three, though, because I, I'm, I, I know I've given James Conner a lot of junk on these episodes, and it's only because I don't think he's a prim- He's a number one all down all year back yet. But this offseason, he showed me that he's put in some heavy work. And maybe he is now. Maybe his body is built for it. Maybe he's got the legs for it now in year three of being the guy. Jalen Samuel, I don't think is the answer. But I think he's pretty solid. And I just think the Joe Mixon-Giovanni-Bernard combo over there has, has been there way too long in the sense of they haven't done a thing. I like Joe Mixon. I really do. And Giovanni Bernard is a good sprinkling, but they need both those guys need to go to Bill Belichick. He would he would kill it with those two guys because he will know how to use the second guy the right way and run Mixon's, you know, run Mixon till he falls to the ground. That guy's a beast. Just use him, use him, and use him, and sprinkle Giovanni Bernard in every now and then. That's why I got them at four. AFC South: the Texans, David Johnson and Duke Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson. Watch out now. The Colts, Marlon Mack, and Jonathan Taylor, the rookie uh, from Wisconsin. The Jaguars, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Thompson coming over from the Redskins. And the Titans, big boy Derrick Henry and his backup, which I never heard of. I don't even know. That was just the second guy on Derriton Evans, which that guy will not see the daylight because Derrick Henry will run wild. That was just the second guy on the the, – Depth chart, so I just went with the name. I'll go first here. I got Derrick Henry first. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I got him first is because Derrick Henry finished. What was Derrick Henry last year? The leading rusher in the NFL? Yeah. Okay. That's why I got him first. You don't put that guy first, that's disrespectful to that guy. Oh, man. He's a leading rusher in the NFL. The other guy doesn't the Titans, mean anything. You think the Titans are, gonna be, are going to be able to do well, what they did last year or this year? I don't know if they're going to, but Derrick Henry is going to. I got them third. <laughs> that's fine. But how you have him third doesn't make any sense to me when you have the too. number one rushing back on the list. Do you know what I'm saying? But if we, it's, if, it's if, very if we rare were, that, that a running back goes back to back with that, though. Well, well and, and not he, really, because we, the guys who are up there every year are the same guys. We debated this. Zeke, up there. He'll Zeke's be up been there. one or two all year. Barkley's going to be up there two every year. Kamara. Um, McCaffrey, those guys are going to be up there. Definitely going to be up year. there. This, Derrick Henry, this, this guy's a straight up and down runner. He just hits the hole and he goes. He's not a, a person. Matter. He proves to you he could do that. That works though. Yes, he could. But and he did it last year. So this is why I pick him first. Okay. Leading rusher in the NFL last year, and he's in an offense and an offensive line that hasn't changed, and they know what they want to do. Mike Vrabel knows what he wants to do, and they're going to stick to it. Nothing changed to make me think that this guy's going to get any less touches. Or have any less yards. So that's why I have to go with him first. Two, I got David Johnson. I got the Johnson and Johnsons. David Johnson and Duke Johnson. Now, David Johnson, if he comes back to his form that he once was, he could be dangerous. I still don't think that offensive line is going to do what they need to to protect him enough and open those holes enough to give him what he needs. Duke Johnson is a great receiving running back. That's what he does. So they could help each other out. But I think they're very similar 
of a back with David Johnson, I think, obviously being the better one Agree. from skill-wise. Um, three, I got Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack is very solid. And Jonathan Taylor is that north-south type runner, and that they have, bash of a runner. The Colts have a great offensive line. Correct. And, that, and they are, that is a great thing. But once again, to me, it's like, yes, they have, but they also now have Phillip Rivers. And is Phillip Rivers going to sling the ball 300,000 times a game and take away some of those touches from Mack and Taylor? I think so. But what do I know? You know? I don't know. That's why I got him at three. And the Jaguars got to go at four. Because I don't know what the heck Leonard Fournette is doing. I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. be there. And, right. And, and Chris Thompson. He'll probably act like a fool a couple games, get suspended. Chris Thompson is great. But Chris Thompson is th- that's that, you know. If he stays healthy. Complimentary back. So Leonard Fournette, if you can get your stuff together and the Jaguars can get their stuff together, they could be solid. So. Frank, if you want to go next. All right. I got the Texans first. I love that combo. I think I think a new change of scenery is going to do David Johnson really well. And if he can perform like he has in the past, him and Duke Johnson, that combo is going to be just lethal. Because mm-hmm. you could run with David Johnson, and, and like you said, you could pass with Duke Johnson. Then I like the Colts second. But I don't like the order. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to end up being the number, number one, one. Yes. there. And I think he's going to be the next Barkley Elliott. That's why. That's the only reason I got them at two. Agree. Because I think he's going to be a monster. And, uh, well, and Was like, this Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I got Derrick Henry and then the Jaguars fourth. My order is exactly like Frank's. And you guys don't have Derrick Henry. You, have, you both have Derrick Henry fourth. Third. 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 Yeah. The leading rusher in the NFL. I just don't think the Titans are going to be – they're not going to do the same what they've been doing. What does that have to do with Derrick Henry, though? Teams are going to figure out a way to stop that. He runs straight. All you have to Plus do you gotta is remember put – se- He hasn't been tackled by the first tackler they ever. Gave, they, they gave Tannehill they all that money, and would they give Derrick Henry? Well, he's not redue yet. Mm. doesn't matter about what it's due Listen, yet. It's been that might hurt that his ego a little bit. It does not. It, Two years ago, Derrick Henry – he wasn't, he wasn't that good. Where was where was Duke Johnson two years ago? We're not talking about Duke Johnson. I am. We're talking about talking David about, Johnson. But we're, David, David Johnson. Johnson. David Johnson. Where was David Johnson two years ago? He was ago? hurt. Okay, he was so hurt. who cares? You're talking about two years. We talked about but two this, years ago for other guys too. Like they, other guys are now getting a, uh, a pass. But do but because Derrick Henry two years ago wasn't good. We're talking about last year leading rusher in the NFL. Nothing has changed on offense. That's disrespectful, y'all. A little bit. That is disrespectful. I just don't have and faith. I'm a, in, listen, I don't have faith in the Titans. I don't. Dang. I don't. I do not. And that's fine. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We ain't talking about the Titans. We're talking about Derrick Henry. Disrespect. <laughs> AFC West: Broncos, <laughs> Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay; Chiefs, Damian Williams and Clyde Edwards Harrell. 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 Clyde Edwards Harrell. I hope I did that right, Clyde. Raiders: Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. And the Chargers, Austin Eckler, and Justin Jackson. No relation to Clyde Mike. Clyde Edwards is the rookie from LSU, yeah. right? Correct. Yep. Okay. I, I'm going to put it right in the order. It's listed. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Boom. Me too. You got the same list, Rich. Agreed. Listen, the Broncos. I mean, I know, I know we're just talking about the running backs. But we talked about Drew Locke last, mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. how you, you're a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're we're going to get to the wide receivers next week. But, like, when you look at the wide receiver core this team has – the running back duo and his young quarterback, who's who's showing some, some uh, cojones. Yeah, okay. I mean the Broncos. I, I'll, I'll agree with you guys. The only thing I'll say is that I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders' running back duo ends up better than the Chiefs because of Josh Jacobs. Possible. Mm. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I could, agree. With I could that. see it either way. And I definitely, I think Josh Jacobs had a great rookie year last year, and he could easily. Be better than Damian Williams and Clyde Edwards Harrell. But I, you know, once again, we can look at this from multiple ways. We, we all pretty much agree one through three. I have a quick question because it relates to one of these backs. Which running back has never finished top five in rushing yards in their career? Which running back has never finished Is top this five? Is like a multiple choice? Yes. Okay. Top five in rushing yards in his career Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram. Never finished top five in their career. In rushing? Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, well, Mark Ingram. Well, since you said that it's, it's including one of the running backs we just talked about, is it Melvin Gordon? No, no. He talked, we, all of those we just talked about. Yeah. 
Oh. That's why. I'm going to go Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has never been top five in rushing yards, and Rich, you're going with? Who were they again? I'm sorry. Nope. Oh, Jordan God. Howard, Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, Mark Ingram. I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon it is. Dang. Melvin Gordon has never finished in the top five in rushing. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, and shout out to um, Good Morning Football as well because they got a lot of good stuff, and that will be coming up in a little bit. Ooh, I'll go to, through. About I'll to go, hurt some feelings I'll on this next one. <laughs> Definitely, which is crazy. <laughs> NFC East, here we go. Cowboys, Zeke Elliott. Let's just go with the starters here. No? Okay. I know. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, maybe the Redskins, you don't want to yeah. do that, but whatever. The Cowboys, Zeke Elliott Tony, and Tony Pollard, the Giants, Barkley, Saquon Barkley, and, and Deion Lewis. Great addition there. Eagles, Miles Sanders, and Corey Clement. Redskins, Adrian Peterson, and uh, Darius Geis. Rich, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. I think I will go right in the same order. Cowboys with Zeke, mm-hmm. Giants with Barkley. Eagles with Miles Sanders, and then Redskins. I personally think. Is it Darius Geis? Is he going to come up, take over now? Is he, he going to stay healthy? Is he going to be able to do his thing? I think if he stays healthy, he could be an okay back. But, okay. I mean, if we're ranking just this division, yeah. he's he, he's uh, the y'all, worst. Y'all sleeping on Booby Miles? Yeah. Booby Miles. What do you got? Uh, I'm fine with the same list, but I think Barkley will probably end up with more yards than Zeke, but it'll be close okay. this year. Just because the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot. Okay. I, I got the I got the exact list that we said there. Cowboys right. one, Giants two. No controversy, two. actually. Eagles three. <laughs> That's fun. Redskins four. You know what, though? I think, and I didn't really want to put this on the air because I think, I don't know, I'm going to give away something, but Miles Sanders is going to be a great running back this year in fantasy and in real life. I think that kid takes over that spot and plays really Really well. He's been training in the offseason a ton with Saquon Barkley. Backed him up at Penn State. Now he got his own shining light over there. He's the man, Miles Sanders in Philly. Run like it, Miles. I believe in you. Um, But I agree, too, with Frankie. I think Elliott and Barkley this year are going to top that list of running backs. Um, Is that uh, one-two in rushing yards this year? Is that who I think? Like, yeah, I at, do. Yeah, in the league, I think so. Zeke at number one. I'll give it. I'll give that to you. And then Barkley too. That's what I think. I think Barkley ends up with the most yards this year. He, he if, wins the rush if he title. stays healthy. Yeah. Since 2016, since you brought that up, Rich Ezekiel Elliott oh first in touches, first in rushing yards, first in scrimmage yards, second in touchdowns. Since, since he answered. Come on, D. Since he entered the league. NFC North, Bears, Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, Lions, Kerryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift, Packers, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, Vikings, Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Ugh. This, they, uh. this is a tough one. I'll go first. Vikings, I got Delvin Cook. That, that's the reason why. Is Delvin Cook, Cook going to play this year? Now he's saying <laughs> he wants to get paid. Don't blame the guy, but okay. I got Delvin Cook one. I got Carryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift, too, because I love Swift coming over, being drafted by um, the Georgia Bulldogs. That guy was amazing over there. And I think Carryon Johnson is a beast. Um, that's two. Three, I got Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones. I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones. I think he's so good. Give him the ball more, Packers, and sprinkle in Jamal Williams whenever. And then the Bears really don't have a running back. They got two guys who are yeah. kick returners yeah. at I'm running shorter back. Shorter than me. Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, so I got them at four. Only thing I would switch is I would put the Packers in front of the Lions. Yeah, that's what I, I just like say. Aaron. What he did last year and Jamal Lewis, I mean Jamal Lewis, Jamal Williams uh-huh. is a, a a good you know mix in piece, and uh, I, I just think the the Packers are going to continue running the ball like they were doing last year. Okay, Get some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers since they didn't get him any more weapons. Okay, <laughs> Frank, do you you want to? I got the same list as Rich. Okay. Um, NFC South, Falcons, Todd Gurley, Edo Smith, Panthers, Chris, Christian McCaffrey. Just leave it there. Okay. Saints, Alvin <laughs> Kamara, and we'll leave it there. And, and the um, Buccaneers, Ronald Jones and Kayshawn Vaughn. He's a rookie, I think, from Vanderbilt. Yes, yes. Um, what do you got, Rich? Wow. I'm going to go Alvin. Oh. Mm. This is tough. I got the Falcons one with Todd Gurley. What? I got the Panthers two with Christian McCaffrey. I got the Saints so three. Basically, how it is? Three with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and then the and then the Broncos are just there with Ronald. Well, Jones. Todd Gurley just got his physical today with the Falcons and mm. passed it. Yeah, Everything let's was go. Good. Let's go. So, uh, 
Most scrimmage yards since 2017. Let me just hit you with this. It's relevant. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, 5,443 yards. Zeke is two, whatever. Todd Gurley is three. So Todd Gurley is a beast of a running back and a catcher. And I know him and Christian McCaffrey are there. And obviously from that, what I just told you, most scrimmage yards since 2017, Christian McCaffrey is one. But I think it's going to – I said this a couple weeks ago. I think the Panthers are going to stink. And Christian McCaffrey yeah. is going to take heat on that. I agree. And I think Todd Gurley is ridiculous. Who was sleeping on him? Did you, you, you went Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers? Falcons, Panthers. Panthers Saints. Saints. Oh. See, I, I'm going to switch. I, I, would go, I, I, I would go Falcons, Saints, mm-hmm. Panthers, then Buccaneers. And the reason – the Saints I, – I, Alvin Kamara is not the, the focal point of the Saints. It's, the, it's passing the ball, and, and rightfully so. If they use Alvin Kamara the way they should – a little bit like they did maybe well, two years Ingram. ago. Alvin Kamara is dynamic, but he's never one. He's not one that's going to put up but the Saints, enough rushing yards to win a, a rushing title ever. No. That's just not his style. Right, he's, but two, he's there he, to he catch would, out of the backfield, yeah, yeah. to do to run, but to do like all that other kind of dima- dynamic stuff. Mm. He's not like a, a three down back like that. No. I don't think that's Siri. <laughs> oh, okay. A couple. Um, a couple of years ago when they had Ingram. I mean, they, they used Ingram to pound the ball down the field. Yeah. And then Alvin Kamara would come in as that yeah. switch-up speed type of back. And that's, you know, he, that's when he almost – did he have 1,000 yards rushing that year? He might have. Or he might have had 1,000 scrimmage yards something or something. Something like that. Yeah. But that's that's why they, I got him at three. Got to put McCaffrey at two. Even though McCaffrey's going to take a little hit because of the offense and the new system, he's not going to take, take a hit where you're going to – he's not going to be a, a top five running back this year. He's going to be a top five running back. But I think it goes. I think it could be Zeke. I think it could be Barkley. I think it could be Gurley. I think it could be yeah, Caffrey. I agree. I Derrick got the, Henry. I got the same list as mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. I think Todd Gurley wants to be used. Yeah, as the number one running back, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the Rams were not willing to do that. And I yep. think that that's kind of where it went south over there. I agree. And so if he if he holds up, he, I think he ends up at least top five. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then that that's another discussion. But right. I think we'll find out. And I also think the, the Falcons say to themselves, we've been passing the ball like crazy now for the last two years. Where has that got us? Let's run the rock like we did when we had the combination of, of Tevin Coleman and, uh, and, Freeman, and Devontae Freeman. Freeman. Let's go back to that. And now you've got a guy who's a combination of two of those guys and the one guy. Run him. Imagine Throw what, him the ball. Imagine what Matt Ryan could do off of a play action. Oh, my gosh. To Julio Jones and That's what and I'm Ridley. saying. This Todd Gurley pick up for them could be huge. All right, so we all did ours there, right? NFC West, which is the last one. Cardinals, Ken- Kenyon Drake, um, Rams, Malcolm Brown, and Cam, Ed- Cam Akers. Because I think Cam Akers is going to be the starter over there. Agree. 49ers, Raheem Morissette and Tevin Coleman. And the Seahawks, Chris Carson, and newly added Carlos Hyde. What you got? Shit show. That whole list there? <laughs> All right, I'll go first then. Card, I think Kenyon Drake is one. I love, I love Kenyon wow. Drake. I think he's super solid. And I don't think anyone in that list could, br- could break him down, could do better than him in that division. I be- think the Seahawks running, running attack would be the best out of all these. Mm. Maybe. Possibly, Rich. I, I got him like, at three, though, but, but okay. Kenyon Drake, uh, the, the Cardinals, I feel like going to be passing the ball. They got Hopkins over there. They got Kyler Murray, who's going to want to air the ball out. Kenyon Drake, Drake got Ken- work, though, since he's been there. They've yeah. been working him. But The whole second half of that season, he took over. He took over the job. They love what he does. Huh? They can hand the rock over to him. That's where I go. I go Cam Akers, too. Wow. Be- because I think he's going to be so – I think he was absolutely dynamic in Florida State. He was amazing over there. And he just didn't get the shine. And Malcolm Brown is just that complimentary guy. And I think our man, Todd McShay, Sean McVay, Whatever his Sean name is McVay. over there. I listened back to the episode. I must have said 10 names on that guy first. Shawnee Sean, I think he's going to say to himself, man, I need, to, I need to hand the ball off a little bit more. I need to throw a couple more screens to be successful. Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown can only do that, can only be fed this year. Three, I got Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson because I think the Seahawks are always proof that they're solid. But I, but I believe at running the ball. But Raheem Morrison and Tevin Coleman did well last year too. And they had Matt Breda as well. So... I go Cardinals 1, Rams 2, Seahawks 3, 49ers 4. 
I'm going to go Seahawks 1, Cardinals 2, 49ers 3, Rams 4. All right. I got the same list as Rich, except for I got the Rams ahead of the 49ers. Okay. I'm so surprised that the 49ers, I mean, what they did last year with that running attack. I mean, but now that the whole NFL knows that Jimmy Garoppolo can't pass, I think <laughs> that they're probably going to stack the box. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which team will miss a player that has left this year? And I can't go through all of them, but significant players have changed teams. The ones that just come to mind. Patriots. The ones that come to mind to me are Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, Stephon Diggs leaving the Vikings, Todd Gurley leaving the Rams. You know, Emmanuel Sanders leaving the 49ers. That could be a big hit. Okay. Is there any uh, defenders that have left? Hopkins leaving the leaving the Texans. Mm-hmm. Darius Slay leaving the Lions. Winston leaving the Bucks. <laughs> Boof. Good uh, for them. So I mean, I I think the, the okay. besides the obvious Tom Brady, right? Um, I think you you know who else we we could put on that list is Alston Hooper leaving the Falcons. Okay. He was a good piece to hit down the middle of the field. That was mm-hmm. a, I mean, uh, Matt Ryan loved him a lot last year. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think Hopkins. I think Deshaun Watson is going to miss having Hopkins to throw the ball to. That was like a guarantee. You need a third and eight, third and 12, whatever it is, you're throwing it to that guy, and he was catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I think the Rams are going to really miss Todd Gurley. Too. I do, too. That's the big one, man. But, I, they, but, they, but they weren't even Brandon using Cooks. him last year. I understand. And, and, the, the year and they lost Brandon Cooks. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's He's right. He's another guy who left out of there. I think the, both of those losses hurt that team, man. I think they... Did they, they missed the playoffs did, last year when he wasn't playing the whole year, by the way. Todd Gurley, yes. Yeah, and then they, they, didn't, they didn't even play him in the Super Bowl when they were in the Super Bowl two years they ago. They lost that game, too. Yep. That's what I'm saying, though, but they didn't play him. So that's why I feel like they're not going to miss him. They, well, maybe not, like, emotionally, but they're not going to be any good now that he's not on the team. Well, they should have thought of that before they traded him. One hundred percent. But the Ravens this week, well, John Harbaugh came out and said, "We're going to be everybody's most important game." He said earlier in the week this week. What do you think about that, Rich? Being a Ravens fan, I'm pumped for that. Are they are they everybody's most important game? Is that the team? I think so. Who was the team last year that you beat? Kansas City, right? You don't think that they're the team this year, though? Oh, yeah. But I think that... Like, st- slow your roll, John. Part- <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. But, I mean, part of that, I think, is is they're definitely the hardest team to game plan for. Yeah. Okay. So, the, most, the most preparation has to go into beating them. Mm-hmm. Agree, Frank. Like, That's what I was going to say. With the Chiefs, it's like, you're probably not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. So, just, like, go out there and do your best. Yeah. But like, the, the, the Ravens, everybody's yeah. going to try to be coming at it from a different angle on how to stop... Lamar Jackson and that run attack. Mm. Agree. Exactly just the way, what you said. Just the way he with. worded it, though, was a little weird to me. We are going to be everybody's most important game. No, the most important game is the team that, w- that wins a Super Bowl. Who, whenever you play yeah, them, to I, me I, it I, is. I understand you know what, what I'm saying? saying. But I understand what he means. Maybe, maybe they're, they're the most – maybe the hardest team to prep for. Yeah. That might have been, you know, something to say. But I love hardball. I just thought that was a very, as Rich would say, interesting comment to me. <laughs> Which player would you most want to see mic'd up in 2020? Because we, we mentioned this last week, that Deshaun Jackson said, maybe with no fans, we mic us up. And we said, yeah, great, but it'd be the guy on the bleep machine would be the would Overtime. Needs, needs an increase in pay. But say they did. Who do you want to see mic'd up in 2020? What players would you like to say, put that guy on my – because listen, the NFL, listen, the NFL um, network – not the NFL network. Uh, maybe it's HBO, Showtime does inside the NFL, they mic up players. It is the greatest oh, thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And you can curse on that because it's on, on whatever. Showtime. Hey, Showtime, right? Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal what goes on. The, just the insight you get. So imagine getting that like a lot during the game, you know, micing up three, four players. Is there anybody that stands out to you? I wrote a couple names down of like guys who would be interesting, but – I'll let you guys figure out some guys first. This might be just a little bit biased because of the position I played, but Jalen Ramsey would be like yeah. my guy. I want to okay. hear him. Because everyone says he does this. I like he that. He does not stop talking. Yeah. That's part of his game. And he even came out and said that. It's part of my game, and I'm not going to change it. I'm always going to be trash talking the whole game. Yep. Uh, I think Mark Ingram would be, would be funny to listen to. Yeah. A lot it's of people like, said him. 
just because of uh you know all the after you know the 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 conferences what they do after the game like he's just so funny to listen to. Imagine what he's saying on the field and he's just always so hyped up. He's having a good time, you know. So I I, w- I would even say Lamar Jackson. You know, it's okay. kind of. I mean, I kind of feel like he might be a little quiet on the field. Mm. I think if you want like real insight, like for like uh, entertainment purposes, all those guys are great. But I think like uh, really important like middle linebackers and safeties like Derwin James and guys like that, I think would be really good for, like, people that want to understand football more. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like going to be calling out stuff that we don't things. always recognize right away. Yep. Yeah, and I, I in, in that sense, I had Jamal Adams. I'd love yeah. to hear him. Yeah. I like there. that one. And he's such a beast of a player and a talker as well. I'd love to hear him. I'd have Aaron Donald, another yes. guy, like, in the he in, was another guy I was on the line. Like, oof, I'd like to hear what he's saying to these guys each week of what's going on down there. Marcus Peters, I think, would be another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got Baker Mayfield. I want to hear his yeah. wildness, what he's what he got going on. What about Joe Burrow? I feel like he could be a little... I don't think they'll mic up any quarterbacks. Yeah, that would be hard. Because you're giving a lot of insight to yeah. the coaches on the sideline if what they're able o- to get some of that. What about like Odell? Like Maybe, a wide receiver. Yeah. Maybe I was trying to search for a wide receiver. What, what wide receiver do you think is like the most mouthiest? I don't know. Out of the, the, the group that's, you know... In the NFL right now, I feel like maybe Diggs. Yeah, that's a good one. I think feel like he's talking. Odell's got to be talking. I had Jarvis Landry too. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I love to hear him talking. talk, talk it up out there. I have Hopkins, but I don't know if he would say a word besides yeah. catching the right. ball. Him and Michael Thomas time. is probably not <laughs> saying a word. Right? Yeah, they're just they're they're all about business. Yeah. I got Tyron Gronk. Yeah, that'd be a great just one because he's just a yeah. nut job. Travis Kelsey. With. I got Travis Kelsey Travis on Kelsey. there. It'll George Kittle. I got George Kittle on there. He's a maniac. Tyron Matthew, I'd like to hear him. He's a beast out there. Another guy at that safety position. I've got another guy I would like to hear. It would be great. TJ TJ Watt, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm with Frank. I I would like to kind of see a lot of defense, like corners, safeties, linebackers, guys that are more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. All those guys are are really. They they really know what's going on with the offense, so it would be it would be cool to get that insight. I think definitely. Which now with George Kittle in the news lately, you see that he's trying to be he's trying to up that tight end scale. He needs to be. He, he's thinking, and I'm thinking that that guys like that need to be paid like wide receivers. Agree. Do should tight ends be paid like wide receivers? I think if you put up numbers like Kelsey Kittle, um, who else am I forgetting there? Well, that Gronkowski did Gronk. for years, but then wasn't paid like it. But yeah, I mean, if if you're putting up wide Zach receiver Ertz. numbers, Zach Ertz, I think you should be paid as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too, man. If you're putting up the numbers, and basically you are a wide receiver that also blocks the other forty percent of the game that you're not running out for a pass like a Kittle or Kelsey or Ertz, I definitely think you should be paid like a wide receiver. Because someone just got paid this week who took, I don't remember who was a defensive player, who played like a, is like a, uh, a hybrid position. He could be considered a linebacker or a D-end. I can't remember who it is now. He just took the money and said, I'm not going to even deal with like going through the whole thing when he probably could have got paid a lot of money. I wish I would have came more prepared than that. But, but I agree. do you agree Frank tight end should be paid like wide receivers? They're you're performing put, like wide receivers, numbers? yeah. Okay. Which backup quarterback – can become a starter before the year ends. So these are these are quarterbacks with these are teams with quarterbacks who have backups who are pretty solid. Carr and Mariota, Trubisky and Foles, Fitzgerald and Tua, Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Who becomes the main man over there in say Las Vegas? Who finishes out the season? Carr or Mariota? I Carr. think I think Carr stays there. Mariota's gonna be uh, it's a true backup. Yeah, and Gruden's going to use some like Wildcat and different type of formations with him to, bring, okay. to get him involved. Okay. Trubisky or Foles? Who, who's the main man who goes out the whole year? I think Foles gets Foles. it and, and rolls with it all year. Okay. And I agree with that, and I've been saying that. It's just something that tells me that like Trubisky hangs back there, Foles starts messing up a little bit, and they throw him back in. And they and they they fudge that up a little bit. I I don't really know what that does. Tua or Fitzgerald, who finishes out the year? Tua. Yep. Tua, yeah. 
and and Herbert and Tyrod Taylor. Herbert. Okay. Herbert. Yeah. I agree as well. All right, now I got some um th- uh, those trivia questions for you. Which current quarterback has never passed for 300 yards in a game? Which current quarterback has never passed for 300 yards in a game? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgie Water. Who has never thrown for 300 yards in a, in a game? Now I'll give you I'll give you what what they didn't give in the thing. It's a regular season game. So which quarterback in a regular season game, current quarterback, has never passed for 300 plus yards in a game? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater. Josh Allen. Gardner Minshew. Josh Allen. Rich is two for two yeah, for yeah. two. He's killing it. Ooh, gotta step up your game, dog. Which quarterback has never caught a touchdown in his NFL career? Caught, caught a touchdown, a touchdown in his NFL oh, career. Wow. Matt Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, or Deshaun Watson? Quarterback has never caught a touchdown in their career. Matt Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson. Dang, Patrick Mahomes. Rich. Um. Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes. Ah, dang. Very nice. Very nice. Here the we Chiefs go. are smart. They're not going to have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes going out catching passes. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> uh, which quarterback, which current quarterback has never thrown a pick six? Which current quarterback has never thrown a pick six? Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky. Which quarterback has never thrown a pick six? Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky. Dang. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm going to go Kyler Murray, too. Both going Kyler Murray? Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky has <laughs> never thrown a pick six, dog. Dang. Nick Foles. Even Watch the yourself. offense is good at defense. <laughs> Watch yourself. That's the truth. Watch yourself. If you never throw the ball, either. Yeah. That's another thing. Which running back? Oh, we, we said this. All right. Um, hold on. One more here I got. One more. Which current quarterback has never completed... 40-plus passes in a regular season game. Which current quarterback has never completed 40-plus passes in a regular season game? Jared Goff, Colt McCoy, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Never completed 40-plus passes in a regular season game. Completed them. Completed them. Big Ben, Tom Brady. 40-plus passes. Goff, McCoy, Colt McCoy, wow. Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Go Jared Goff. No, Jared Goff, I think he did it. Um, I'm going to go Big Ben. Tom Brady. Really? <laughs> Tom Brady has never completed 40-plus wow. passes in a regular season game. He has in, he has in a playoff game. Never in Suck a regular season Didn't game. Didn't Jared Goff throw Suck for it, like, a ridiculous <laughs> game oh against the Rams? Gosh, Tom Brady. Oh, remember, yeah, 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 against the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and, and that last question I asked before, which was, which one was that? Current quarterback no has never thrown a pick six. I don't know the other one where I said it was a regular season game. It might have been different. Doesn't really matter. Shout out to, shout out to um, Good Morning Football for those. I need more of those. Um, quick couple things here. They let the coaches back in the facility, for the NFL. I like it. I think it needs to happen. The steps like that needs to start going into place. Training camp will take place at the home facilities, of all the teams, which I think is great. You know to get these guys back. So get the coaches in there. Get the players back. No one needs to travel right now. Really, all these facilities are equipped with running, you know, a full training camp. Um, The only thing is, though, is what they're doing with the locker rooms is these guys have to be a certain amount of space apart. They're saying that's one of the things that may cause a little bit of an issue. Right before they smash into each other for hours. (laughs) Correct. Okay. Just so I clarifying. Don't, I don't quite understand that, but that was the that was the sticking point that they kept going with. And then it's like, well, they're 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 gonna be tackling each other right after they leave the locker room. So why can't they be next to each other? Okay, neither here nor there. Um but but I think I think we're making progress on the NFL pos- you know, being back. Because I think that's definitely something we need. Agree. Out there. Um anything add about the NFL or anything like that? I I mean it's NASCAR just announced today that they're gonna allow fans at a couple of the races uh, oh, wow. at the end of the season. Okay. So I think that's you know 
if that goes well, mm-hmm. I, I could see the NFL season starting with some fans. Okay. They're going to have fans. I think so. Maybe not full stadium, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, 50%, 50% yeah. something like that. They're, they're going to have some type of fans at these games. Okay. And I just wanted to wind down with some UFC news. Huge card. I think it was UFC 250. That was awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. It was basically the bantamweight card. It was. Sean O'Malley, great first-round knockout. Boom. Eddie Wideland, walk-off. Did you see it? Yeah, I seen it. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Neil Magny, who's in a welterweight division, fought my man Anthony Rocco Martin. Man, my man Anthony Rocco Martin let me down, bro. I had all, <laughs> I had all the confidence in him. But Neil Magny is solid. Only makes that welterweight division even better. Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen, which was the two top guys fighting against each other. I think they're within the top five or six. Mm-hmm. I think Aljamain is two or so, he was or three, and, and Sanhagen was like six yep. or five or six, something like that. Aljamain chokes him out round one. This was the card where if you're tired, you don't have to stay up long because every <laughs> fight is a knockout or a submission, even in the prelims. Cody Garbrandt makes his comeback against Rafael Sensau. Boom. Knockout round one right before the bell goes off, amazing. And then Amanda Nunez absolutely picks apart Felicia Spencer in a decision. She's amazing. I think what Dana is saying is is that Nunez is gonna just wait and fight um, the girl from China, who's a beast. What's her name? The 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 one that's down a weight class. Yeah. He, they're going to wait it out, and that's the fight they're going to make because she's going to have a, a fight coming up here. The she, one that has she, the champ, the belt? Yeah, the one that has the belt in that, in that division. Or maybe a super fight is what they'll do. They'll, they'll let her come up, and they'll fight at a catch weight, you know, a, a, a weight division that they could both meet at because that's what he's saying Talking makes the most sense. striking match. That'd be awesome. Now, here's the thing. I looked at the, the, the welterweight is on fire, the division. The absolute UFC welterweight division is on fire. But the bantamweight division is making a huge comeback and is on fire as well. So you got Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo fighting at the Fight Island, which was just announced, which, was, which is in Abu Dhabi. Yes. Right? So they're going to start 11. allowing international fighters. That's the reason why that was created in the UFC. They needed international so the fighters. the island is in Abu Dhabi? Correct. Yes. Okay. So Dana White bought it. Island in Abu Dhabi. That's the gist I get. <laughs> and it's the easiest to build to get, an arena. That's the easiest to get everybody, international fighters, to fight. Because right now, really, you can't have anyone travel outside of the country. What happens when everything goes back to normal? I have no idea. You just sell, sell it. <laughs> he said he spent a lot of money on it. Oh, I'm sure. A lot <laughs> of money on it. The dude bought an island. Yeah, a lot of money. They spent oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of money on it. Okay. So PDN versus Jose Aldo for the bantamweight belt. That's what I believe that fight is. They're going to fight. So then I look at other fights that make sense to me in that division. So to me, it should have been Yan versus um, Aljermaine. That's what it should have been. But they put Aldo in there. I didn't think that matched up. But they did it before Aljo choked him out. But Aljo was a two, Aljermaine Sterling. How do you not give that guy... After he fights this fight against Ryan Sanhorn, Sanhagen, the shot, the winner, how do you not give them the shot? Because that guy's ranked so high. And Aldo is, I don't know. So, okay, yeah, they, they fight. So now Munoz versus Sanhagen makes sense to me. Munoz, another good fighter, really knocked out Cody Garbrandt a couple fights ago. But he's still hanging in there, and he had a, he had a loss to a couple guys um, also in that division. And then what makes sense to me is Cody versus Morais. It's a good fight. I like that fight. And then, um, and then what do you do with? Does Dominic Cruz fight? No. Well, he just lost. Okay. What, what does he do though? Just be because because yeah, Morais called him out. Morais called Cruz out and said, "Let's fight." For, that's the if fight you're for him Dominic that makes Cruz sense. for what though? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. He, he, make probably, any, he probably makes just as much money calling fights. Yeah. Unless he really just wants to fight, just to, to fight. Mm-hmm. But I think he wanted to fight because he wanted to make one more push at a title run. Yeah, and he that's got, not and, possible. And, anymore. and he fought Triple C. You know, he had that title yeah. match. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. So the the bantamweight division is on fire. Absolutely awesome. The other fights for the Fight Island are uh, Max Holloway versus Volkanovski two match, which I can't Great wait fight. to see. And then Gilbert Burns versus Kamar Usma, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it today when we were hanging out, what we think about that. We were saying possibly Masvidal should have got it. Even a couple episodes we said that. But 
what they're saying right now is you have a deal. That's what I heard from Dana White. You have a fight deal. You want more money than what it's worth. But who have they offered Masvidal and he re- he refused to fight? Do we well, know? Well, I think Usma. Kamar Usma, the champ. Why I don't would think he... It, he, he Declined it because he didn't want to fight him. I think he declined the money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the money, not the fight. He declined. He wants to pay more money. So, and now I know you wanted to throw in the Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor retires for the third time. Rich. No, there's no way it's only three. Yeah, right. 2017, 2019. He retired from MMA twice before he retired after he beat after Floyd beat him. No. No, I think it's three times. I think it's 17, 19, and now. But what happens every time he retires? The UFC gives him a money fight. I feel like he's just doing the same thing. But why wouldn't they give him a money fight before he retired? He, he, just, he just signed this eight-fight deal and said, I'm back, and you're going to see me more than ever. He just said this what? before he fought Cerrone. He was mad about something. That's why he retired. Yeah. He was mad because what? He wanted to fight against Gaethje before mm-hmm. Khabib got it. Yes. That's what he wanted. Yes. And, and he's I think mad that's at the a, UFC yeah. for waiting yeah. for Khabib. Because now Gaethje's going to fight Khabib. That's going to be the fight. And that's going to happen in Abu Dhabi. Yes. Because Khabib can't go anywhere else. So that's going to go down. And I think they said it's going to go down July. And he's not going to get it. So he's got to wait. And so he said, I retire. Because he wants to be a little bit of a crybaby. I which, think that's supposed to be later in the year. Maybe like September or something. Okay. They just booked, Is it Ramadan? Um, might be. He's going to shut it down for a little bit soon, right? Khabib. Could be, yeah. So if it is, if something happens like that where he shuts it down, then yeah. But listen, Conor McGregor, RDC crew ain't wasting much time talking about you, bro, because you've been tiring three times. As much as I love you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting on that and, and wasting airtime. But it's like the boy who cried wolf. This right. is what it is. See what happened to that guy. He does it all the time. Got eaten by the wolf. <laughs> Episode ninety four. RDC. We out. <laughs>